Welcome to the Finding Clarity podcast, featuring Dr. George Cannon. This podcast is a ministry of the Kerbinsville Christian Church. Finding Clarity seeks to answer your questions about Christianity. Here's George as he looks at this week's question. Hi folks, this is George Cannon, and we're going to be looking at another question today. So this is episode 141 of the Finding Clarity podcast. Again, the Finding Clarity podcast is really an opportunity here at the church to provide answers to questions that you might have about the Christian life and about Christianity in general. So what we try to do on the podcast is is we try to answer questions that you might be wrestling with or someone you know might be wrestling with. And we try to present a biblical position so that you can wrestle with it and come to some sort of conclusion on your own. So today we're going to talk about the issue of prayer, but we're also going to talk about the Godhead, about the Trinity, the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, and the issue of praying to the Trinity. In fact, that's our question today. How do we pray to the Trinity? Now let me dig a little bit deeper into the question because it was presented to me this way. God the Father, Jesus, the Holy Spirit, are one yet distinct as persons of the Trinity. Does that mean we can, should pray to any of them? Or are we to pray to God in Jesus' name? So we're actually going to touch on a second topic with this question. So here's how we're going to approach this. We're going to look, first of all, at the nature of the Trinity. We're just going to do a brief overview of that. Now, if you'd like a little bit more of an expanded overview of that, I would encourage you to go to the Finding Clarity podcast archives, which are located on our website at kerwinsvillechristian.org, and take a look at episode 19, where we discuss the question, what is the Trinity? So we're going to look, first of all, at the nature of the Trinity, Then we're going to talk about who do we pray to, which is primarily the question. Do we pray to all three? Do we pray to one? Are we only supposed to pray to one? So we're going to look at that. And then finally, we're going to wrap up with the whole issue of praying in Jesus' name. And again, we're going to do a brief discussion of that. That could be a possible further question down the road that we could look more in depth at, and that is the issue of praying in Jesus' name. So let's take a look at the nature of the Trinity. Now, you're not going to find the word Trinity in the Scripture. It's not found in the Old Testament, and it's not found in the New Testament. So where did we get the word Trinity from? Well, it comes from the Church Fathers in their writings just after the time of the Apostles. And they use the word triaz or Trinity to reflect the Godhead which was revealed in the New Testament. So the Trinity refers to the revelation of God. God, when he revealed himself in the New Testament writings, he revealed himself as the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. And you see the interaction in the Scripture, especially the Gospels, between the three. When we talk about the Trinity... Here's what we find. Here's how you could define it. There are three eternal distinct persons in one divine essence, God. 
So we say that they are three distinct eternal persons in one God, the three in one, the one in three. Now, the three distinct eternal persons are God the Father, Jesus the Son, and the Holy Spirit. So when we talk about them, it's God, the Father, Jesus, and the Holy Spirit. They are co-eternal and co-equal. One is not lesser than the other. They take roles within that relationship where they place themselves in submission to one another. So Jesus is in submission to the Father. The Holy Spirit is in submission to Jesus and the Father. But they are co-eternal and co-equal. They each have a distinct role, especially in the life of a believer. So each person of the Trinity, the Father, the Son, Jesus, and the Holy Spirit, have a distinct role that is defined in the Scripture. I'm just going to share with you one passage. It's a passage of praise from Ephesians chapter 1, verses 3 through 14. Paul is going to be blessing or giving thanks to God for the role of each person of the Trinity for what they did in the issue of salvation. So listen to this. This is what he writes in verse 3. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places in Christ, just as he chose us in him before the foundation of the world, that we should be holy and without blame before him in love, having predestined us to the adoption as sons by Jesus Christ to himself, according to the good pleasure of his will, to the praise of the glory of his grace, by which he made us accepted in the beloved. So there we see a praise to God the Father. He moves on in verse 7, if you read along with me, and now he's going to praise Jesus. In him we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of sins according to the riches of his grace, which he made abound towards us in all wisdom and prudence, having made known to us the mystery of his will, according to his good pleasure which he purposed in himself, that in the dispensation of the fullness of times he might gather together in one all things in Christ, both which are in heaven and which are on earth in him. In him also we have obtained an inheritance, being predestined according to the purpose of him who works all things according to the counsel of his will, that we who first trusted in Christ should be to the praise of his glory. Now there is a blessing directed at Jesus the Son. Then that brings us to verse 13 and 14, where the blessing now is directed to the third person of the Trinity, the Spirit. In him you also trusted after you heard the word of truth, the gospel of salvation, in whom you, having believed, you were sealed with the Holy Spirit of promise, who is the guarantee of our inheritance until the redemption of the purchased possession to the praise of of his glory. Now in this you see the role 
of the Father, the Son, and the Spirit in the aspect of salvation. Yet throughout the New Testament, we begin to see the role of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit in the lives of believers in many ways. So when you come to John chapter 13, 14, 15, and 16, Jesus is going to talk about that he's going away, but the Spirit is going to come, the Comforter, another Comforter, another Helper, and we see the role that he takes as he teaches us, as he convicts us. So this is a very important for you and I to understand that each person of the Trinity has a different, distinct role, and that will help guide you in our prayer. But you say, George, well, who do we pray to? Well, that's what we're going to focus on right now. Who do we pray to? The first thing I need you to recognize is this. The scripture allows for prayer to all three persons of the Godhead. Scripture comes right out and makes it very clear that it's okay to pray to all of the three or any of the three. Why is that? Well, it's because of the nature of the Trinity. Remember, I said they're distinct, eternal persons in one essence, God, three in one. So here's what I want you to see. This is because when we pray, we pray to all three since they are one. So even though we may pray to the Father, we are actually praying to Jesus and the Spirit. Even though we may pray to Jesus, we're also seeing that we are praying to the Father and the Spirit. Or if we pray like what is mentioned in the Scripture, come Holy Spirit, we're praying to the Spirit, but that also is a prayer to the Father and the Son as well. Why? Because they are one. Now, having said that, what we see in the New Testament scriptures is, is that primarily our prayers are to God the Father. So when you read in Hebrews, it talks about coming into the throne room of God with our requests. And the basis of that is because of Jesus. So when we pray, our prayers are primarily to the Father. Again, there is no prohibition against praying to Jesus as well as the Spirit. Now, having said that, when we do pray to Jesus and the Holy Spirit, here's the point I want to make. Prayers to Jesus and the Holy Spirit should be guided by their roles. Now, what do you mean, George? It is the Spirit who gives us understanding concerning the Scripture. He is the one who is to teach us. He is the one who is to guide us. So there is nothing wrong in praying and saying to him, Spirit, give me understanding. Spirit, guide me in this situation. So really, when we pray to Jesus or when we pray to the Holy Spirit, is that we can pray guided by an understanding of their roles. Now, here's the main issue, though. The main issue is that we pray to God, period. And when you pray to the Father, you're praying to God. When you pray to the Son, you pray to God. When you pray to the Holy Spirit, you pray to God. When you pray to all three, you pray to God. The issue is, is that you go and talk to the Lord. Now, who you address your prayers to 
oftentimes, and I've mentioned this already to you in my explanation, is defined by the role that the one distinct person of the Trinity has with regards to what it is that you're facing. All right, now closely connected with who we should pray to is the whole issue of praying in Jesus' name. Now, that comes from John chapter 14, verse 13. Jesus says this, And whatever you ask in my name, this I will do, that the Father may be glorified. Now, we all know that, and we also know that anytime we hear a prayer in church or when someone prays, they always end their prayer, typically end their prayer, with in Jesus' name. Now, I've got four things I want to point out here, and then I'm going to conclude and wrap it all up at the end. First of all, when we talk about praying in Jesus' name, here's the sad reality. It has become a ritualistic statement that Christians use in prayer. We kind of almost say it at the end, and we don't really give thought to what it means. We just kind of say it, in Jesus' name, amen or in the name of the powerful name of Jesus, amen, or, or in the gracious name. Of, I mean, you could, all kinds of different ways. The point is, is we use it ritualistically in prayer, and we don't oftentimes give thought to it. Now, here's the reality. When we're told to pray in Jesus' name, it is not the magic word to get answers to your prayer. What do you mean, magic word, George? Well, I remember as a child, or or maybe you remember as a child, or maybe you've seen others who, if a child wants something, can I have this? I need this, or I want more of this. Sometimes you might hear a parent say, what's the magic word? And the magic word is, please. Now, a lot of times, we're not saying that there's magic that needs to be used in reference to prayer, but we sometimes have the concept, just like the magic word is please, we have to use this phrase. And, and oftentimes there can be a fear that if we don't use this phrase, God won't hear us. So I remember years ago when Lori and I first got married, we were working with a youth group in a church that we were attending, and I was leading the study that night, and at the end of the time, I prayed, and I just simply said, amen. Afterwards, a young teenage girl came up to me and said, God's not going to answer your prayer. And I kind of looked at her, what? I mean, I was like, what do you mean? You didn't say the right things. And I kind of looked at her like, what? What do you mean I didn't say the right things? You didn't close your prayer in Jesus' name. Amen. God's not going to hear your prayer. Now, I didn't need to get into a deep theological discussion with her, but I tried to point out to her that it's not, quote, the phrase you have to use to get God to hear you. God hears you because he has a relationship with you. Now, okay, having said that, what is the statement when Jesus says we're to pray in Jesus' name? What really is Jesus saying here? Well, the statement reflects the basis for our prayers. The statement reflects why we can pray, why we can come to God, why we can go and ask for things. And so here's my point. 
The basis of our prayers is that we have access to God because of Christ's sacrifice on the cross. Or you could say the basis of our prayers is that we have Jesus. He is the basis. But the point is, I can go and ask these things because of Jesus. That's what it means to pray in Jesus' name. All right, so let's wrap this up then. Who do we pray to in the Trinity? Any of them. Why? Because when we pray to the Father, to the Son, to the Spirit, we're praying to all three. Yet, they are distinct. So when we pray to the Spirit and say, give me guidance, or come, Spirit, yes, I'm praying to him, but I'm also praying to the others. They are involved. They are related. They are in relationship with each other. They are one. So it's not wrong who you're praying to. The issue, though, is that you're praying to God. And with that, when we pray in Jesus' name, we recognize that the reason why we can go to God is because of what Jesus has done for us in giving us a relationship with God because of his sacrifice on the cross. Finding Clarity Podcast is really an opportunity to answer questions that you might have about Christianity and the Christian life. Now, you're saying, George, I got a question. How do I get that to you? Well, there are several ways you can do it. You can email me. You can just t- simply send an email to church at kerwinsvillechristian.org. Put question in the subject line and ask your question. You can contact us through Facebook. Go to facebook.com slash Podcast. We would encourage you to like the page, but you can direct message us there. We'll see the question and we'll see about answering it here on the podcast. Or if you attend the services here at the Kerwinsville Christian Church, you can just simply come ask me the question or write the question down and put it in an offering box. It'll get to me and we'll see about answering your question here. Now, I hope you're going to have a great week. And next week, we're going to look at another question that is really on the minds of some. And I think it does have implications for all of us as we think about it. So we'll look at that question next week. Until then, take care.